Hey, what's up? It's Jax from Plastic Action, and you're listening to the world-famous Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. The Toy Photocast is now a part of the Exclude Collective Network. Go to excludecollective.com to get all of your action figure news, tutorials, and everything you need to be able to be a part of this incredible community. That's excludecollective.com. Peace. Well, dude, let's kick this off. Let's let's do it, man. So I I think by now we're uh, we're doing this. So. Welcome everybody to Toy Photocast with Mr. Jason B. Michael. Dude, so glad to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to this, man. I'm a big fan of your stuff, so it's going to be fun. Thank you so much. No, this is really, really fun. When you reached out, I was like, turned to my wife and I was like, hey, uh, apparently I'm going to podcast again. She was like, oh no, hopefully it's not about movies. And I was like, no, no, it's about toys. She says, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So you've done a podcast before and was it strictly about movies? Yeah, I have a film background. Uh, I studied film uh, mostly in like my own time, a bit in college as well as well with literature, fairy tales, and all that stuff. So, and plus, I've worked in in film quite a bit um, personally, but also a few things professionally. Nothing big, uh, but it was um, a way to kind of keep in touch with what was coming out and kind of share opinions and all that so our stuff was more like um, critical analysis it wasn't just film reviews we'd actually like take some real critical approach to the stuff and dissect the movies so we wouldn't necessarily stay current in our um in our analyses we'd actually go back and review old films as well but yeah after a while it's just the crowd itself um because most of the promotional stuff that we normally had to do was on twitter and that's just a, a dumpster fire, man, of people yelling at each other. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm a very calm individual normally. I don't like getting into fights or anything like that. And so just trying to have to defend a point of view in like 280 characters became so daunting and tedious that my friend and I were both like, you know what, we're bowing out. We don't need this kind of negative energy. And so I switched to this, um, you know, toy photography. I kind of found it, it right off the tails of leaving film reviewing and it's been really a blessing (laughs) wow that is cool man i had no idea you had that background that's really interesting so when you have those shots that you're doing like a lot of your your shots that you do to me they seem like they're inspired by films is there anything that you like try to capture whenever you're doing photography like there's any moments that you're like oh like i really want to use this as inspiration uh not really to be honest it's it's photography and cinema the i think the only things they share are actually storytelling and a camera the rest of it is so different yeah and that's been my experience i mean i thought that you know f- taking the baggage that i have from my short films i would actually uh be more comfortable and it's just been a real learning curve to be honest for me um normally i'd have you know, people around helping, you know, because I'd, I'd be working with actors or something like that, or I wouldn't necessarily have to manipulate the camera. You know, I'd have a guy there fixing the lighting and things like that. But now it's just me. The difference is that my actors don't talk. 
So <laughs> I have to manipulate everything else, which is which was so new and so difficult. And I'm still struggling today. I try to to make them look a little more cinematic, but it, it's I'm still learning a lot. And it's it's really fun though. I, I've actually started doing something that I like and cameras have always been something that I really, really loved. And now I get to manipulate them uh, much, much more. And I think that that's been uh, a very fun process anyway. Wow. So officially, how long have you been doing toy photography for? Um, well, big surprise, man. I looked it up and it's actually a year today. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Not long at all. No, no. It's a, like I said, a year today when I when I noticed the date and I was like, uh, oh, boy, look at that. Uh, you know, February 9th, 2020. I don't know if that dates the episode or anything, but uh, it's going to be my one year anniversary uh, of doing toy photography. So, yeah. So if you look back in, uh, on my, my 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 in my gallery on Instagram, it's going to be a Luke Skywalker, like a Black Series archive Luke Skywalker. And it's yeah. on like a the background's a computer screen. It's very rudimentary stuff, very basic. Yeah. And, uh, but it's so much fun to, to go back and be like, you know, I remember the pride I had. I was like, Hey, look at this. It looks kind of real. And then you look back on it and you're like, it doesn't look real at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have that same emotion and that same feeling happened when I, when I look back and, and remember those moments, that's that's crazy, man. So happy anniversary, dude! You're, it's your first year doing it, and I feel like you you've made some leaps and bounds in that first year. How do you feel like you've you've changed in that in that process? Ah, uh, I'm I'm more positive about it now. Um, okay. I remember like taking from the podcasting, you know, talking about films and stuff like that. It's very competitive it was competitive for me. I was out to prove something. Uh, I don't know exactly know what, but I think that with uh, the toy photography, when I started, I still had that mindset. And so I was trying to post like almost every day and, you know, just not taking my time and trying to get the, the right poses or get the right lighting. And I just get angry mm. because I wasn't getting the, 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 the images that I wanted. Um, but I post anyway just so that I could get a couple of uh, likes or a little bit of a following or something like that. And I've completely changed my mindset in, in like starting, I think most likely in maybe June or July where I was like, Hey man, just there are days that are good. There are days that are bad. Um, there are photos that you're never going to like. Chances are that even if you post it today or do something like that tomorrow, you might not like it in a week's time. And it doesn't really matter. The idea is to just get better. And it's just been really fun to, to go through that process and be, and plus the community is so positive. That's very hard to, to, to be super difficult, you know, with yourself or be very like, you know, um, uh, you can challenge yourself, but you're doing it in a positive way because there's such tremendous support out there. Yeah. So it's really been beneficial for my mindset anyway. That's crazy, man. That is so cool. I love the fact that you're you kind of dis just abandoned this uh this mindset where you're just trying to compete with everybody and now you're just trying to create, trying to enjoy it more. That's oh, yeah, something yeah. that's something I want to do too, man. That is really, really cool. So now that I kind of know that process and now that I understand it a little bit more how do you set up shots like how do you like work with your um inspiration do you immediately write your stuff down whenever you get inspired like how do you how does your process work for you from like getting the 
the shot in your head all the way to shooting and then posting? Um, I think it depends on the, the figure. Uh, if the figure sparks an idea, um, like I said, I, I sit at the dining room table normally when I get a new figure or if I'm interested in a figure and then I'll sit there for maybe an hour or two, maybe three, depending on, on how the relationship develops with the figure. I know that sounds so cheesy, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm being serious. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, I get it. But, uh, and so see how it poses, you know, how the arms bend and things like that. And then, uh, that's what I think when the movie background kicks in a little bit is, oh, I've seen him in this type of pose. Can I do that? And so then I'll try to bend it in a certain way and see just how far I can push uh, the figure before it breaks, you know, and then it'll loosen the joints and things like that, uh, which is good. I, shout out to D Amazing who says, like, use a hairdryer or hot water. Yeah, I learned that one the hard way. I had to get myself another Ninja Turtle uh, because I, I was like, oh, maybe his arm goes, nope, not at all. That doesn't oh. bend that way at all. But um, and then I think that eventually... Once I've done that, I'll put the toy away and I won't look at it for a week. And I might get another idea for a shot. And then when I get that idea, I'll set up almost immediately. And depending gotcha. on the number of, uh, uh, of props that I need, uh, either the shot will take, you know, an hour if I already have the props or there's a Joker picture that I put up where he's obsessing, like drawing all these Batmans. And that's a shot that, you know, from initial conception all the way to, uh, or inception anyway, depending on what, to the final edit was like roughly like 16 or 18 hours. Wow. So yeah, it's just, it depends. Cause sometimes the mind just goes crazy. You're like, Oh, I'm just going to use a, you know, a little bit of, canned air and i'll just you know create an explosion for this and that'll make for a fun shot or you just want to be able to control everything the same way as i did in the joker shot and it'll take you you know okay well i have to print out excellent amount of drawings uh then i have to make the magazines then i have to make the newspapers then i want to show that he's a painter as well so i have to find the images for there modify those images in photoshop just to make sure everything's fine then after that, you place everything, you make sure that the pictures are all aligned so that the lighting hits it. What you know, And so it just becomes this large process where hopefully in the end, you get a good result. Man, that is so cool. So do you make all your own dioramas and sets? No, I have a buddy of mine. Uh, it was a fun story, actually. I, I met him last summer, and yeah. um, I was part of this uh, group on Facebook called Star Wars Geeks Quebec. And I was posting like just these Star Wars shots that I had done with like no dioramas whatsoever. I mean, uh, I think he saw like a my Darth Vader petting Mr. Mr. Bigglesworth or a <laughs> Boba Fett kind of running in a field with his toy slave one surrounded by rabbits. I was trying to I was trying to be a little clever with my shots and I, they're OK. I don't particularly like those ideas anymore, but he was part of that group and he's a huge toy collector and he'd been making dioramas. And so he reached out to me, says, Hey man, he says, if ever you need any action figures or anything like that, he says, you could borrow mine. I'd love to see my action figures and some shots. And I was like, okay, cool. Let, let's meet up. I said, where are you from? And he says, he gives me his address and it turns out he lives 15 minutes away from my place. Oh, wow. and I was like, Oh geez, that's really fun. And uh, when I got to this place, we sat down. Uh, there's a shot of mine where you have Chucky 
uh, fighting Eleven with a lightsaber, uh, and then you have a bunch of people in the background. That's the first shot I took with his action figures and a diorama he'd built on his kitchen table, and that was the first time we'd met. And um, it was super fun because since then we've we've kind of seen each other almost every week, and he keeps building these things. Now he's got 3D printers, and he's trying to make these things for his Deltoff shelves, you know, so that his action figures look real good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's the one who builds the dioramas. He's really good at it too. I wish he had more patience though, because he tries to cut corners and I have to remind him, come on, man. He says, no one's going to see it. I said, I see it. I'm taking the shot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so you don't actually, uh, you don't purchase these. You just go over there and use whatever he's creating. Um, well, we have a, we have a, an understanding. Uh, okay. essentially what I'll do is, um, I, I can use, his material he'll make them for me so long as i pay for the material gotcha right that's so amazing yeah and i mean he's a professional photographer here in the city and so i i don't charge like he, he'll bring me on on um some photo shoots and he'll charge the company uh for an assistant because like let's say i have to hold the reflectors or set up lighting for him or just carry his cameras around or you know tell people to how to stand and things like that so he sets up specific shots that he has to take then i'm his assistant but he doesn't pay me he'll keep that money aside that he gets from the contract and then he'll use that to build the dioramas so that's kind of a an exchange like we're, we're like bartering or trading wow that is cool man man that's awesome makes me happy yeah so cool so now that you have kind of like discussed your uh your inspiration your process what is your your setup and your your gear like the things that you use your camera your lens um do you have any specific lights um etc yeah well, when I first started out, uh, I had nothing. I had no lights. Um, and I don't know what I was thinking because, you know, I have a bit of a background in film and there's lights everywhere. And here I am just trying to shoot. And I was like, why is it so dark? And I was like, come on, man. You need lights. You've been in this for <laughs> such a long time. It felt like I was going through kindergarten all over again, you know, technology wise. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I reached out to two guys at the same time. I reached out to uh, Matt Haywood at Haywood Pop and Austin at Visual Force and asked them what kind of lights they were using. And they both pointed me in the direction of Lightyear gear. So uh, for like February and March of 2019, I was barely using anything. And then at one point, you'll see like these Mario Brothers shots. And I actually have one, one Lightyear light. I managed to get a, a Lightyear light. So that was kind of fun. Uh, so right now in, in what I have is I have two Lytra, Lytra torches 2.0. I have two Aputure Techs, uh, Amaran ALM nines. Um, then after that, my cat, my camera is actually not even my camera. My wife had bought herself a camera cause she figured that maybe she would like to have a little bit of a background in photography. Turns out mm -hmm. she taken maybe you know 30 shots and she's like ah this is too technical i don't like any of this <laughs> and so the camera was just here at home doing nothing and so i said do you mind if i use it and she said nah go ahead try whatever you want you know and so she had bought herself a canon t5i so i think it's a rebel uh with two lenses it came with the lens kit and the lens kit is the 18 to 50 millimeter and also the 55 to 250 millimeter telephoto lens i think there's a bit of a i don't know if there's macro in there 
Um, and one of my friends uh, for Christmas this year, super nice, she gave me the uh, a 50 millimeter uh, prime lens. So I was very happy about that. So those are the lenses I primarily use. Most of the shots that I take are going to be with the uh, 55 to 250. Uh, but recently, for like the Punisher shots, I've taken out the 18 to 50 uh, because for some reason it just looked better. Um, then after that, the tripod I use is going to be a Manfrotto Element. So it's one of those ones that you can actually, you know, turn it upside down. And, you know, if you can get real close to the ground, so taking for uh, Stormtrooper shots that I did this summer, I could flip it around. And that was, um, I was looking at a lot of BTS videos. And I think Austin, again, at Visual Force was using that. So I kind of stole it from them. <laughs> nice. That is one thing I need to invest in is a, a nice tripod. Mm. Wow. So cool. What is... Um, What's your goal with that? Are you wanting to invest in new gear? Are you really happy with your stuff? Because, I mean, the photos you're producing, man, with your equipment, like, it's it's amazing. It's incredible. Like, I don't feel like your quality nice. can get better. But, like, like is there, is there anything, like, on your wish list that you want to get next? Uh, yeah, I'm actually in the, um, shopping for, I think they're Amaran ALF7s right now. I was talking to – I don't like bothering – specific people are like uh zay over at black series i think I've, he's the guy i badgered the most <laughs> for mm -hmm. like how did you what kind of gear are you using how did you take this shot why are your shots longer than mine mine are in landscape so i flipped the cat and i mean all the photoshop a lot of stuff like that i badgered him quite a bit recently the guy that i talked to and i, I i'm kind of a little bit you know I'm trying to 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 you know, be a little bit more reserved uh, on who I ask questions to. But uh, recently, and this was a, like when you, what you call the pinch me moments is what Sergeant Bananas gave me a follow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I was in the middle of the night and I kind of woke up my girlfriend's like, look at this. She's like, who is that? And I was like, he's, he's one of the big guys. He's awesome. I love his shots. And so he, uh, I, cause I had made a shot of, um, what was it? Oh, the Joker shot. Uh, I, I, I um, emulated his uh, clockwork orange shot. And so I reached out to him recently. I was like, hey, man, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of lights are you using? Like those big panels that you have? And he's, so he told me the Loom Cube panels. And so I was like, okay. So I'm going to be kind of looking for something similar to that. I want to get two or three of those so that I can have complete control over the lighting inside. Uh, because right now with the two Lytra lights and the Amarans, that's pretty good. But the batteries don't last as long as, you know, lighting that I could actually plug into the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to get those. I know that I'll have one in April. I might be able to get another one uh, maybe sometime in June or July, depending on on, uh, on budget. Gotcha. That is so cool. I didn't know that you could actually keep those plugged in, the, the Loom Cube panels. Uh, I don't know if he's plugged them in. Uh, I think I think you can. Like from what he was explaining to me is that they can actually you can actually charge things with them as well. Okay, gotcha. so that's kind of fun. Uh, but that's it. I, I looked at the price and I also looked at some reviews and I wanted more power. Mm -hmm. You know, so the ones that I, I'm looking into right now, are, you know, shine brighter. And I figured, well, I'll go with that. It's a brand that I know as well. I don't have any Loom Cube. I wish I did. But, um, yeah, uh, I just wanted to go like, I, I know this brand. I know that they're going to be good. This guy gave him a good review. I like him. So I'll just go with that. Yeah. He's the, he's actually one of the ambassadors for Lim Cube. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got lucked out, uh, when I won, uh, one of the, they have those Loom Cube, like 
capture for cubes contests. Yeah, I was and... up for that this week, actually. Oh, were you? Yeah, Did I, I lost. Vote? Are I you lost? Know. No. Yeah, I lost. It's it so it. weird. I, I, I was, uh, it was, I'll let you finish your story in a minute, but it was, I lost, I, I lost to some, uh, another toy photo. Congrats ah. to the person. But the funny thing is, is that when I looked like through the, the, the comments, this is my competitive brain. Sometimes it kicks back in. I noticed, I was like, are these bots that are voting for this guy? I was like, this <laughs> looks so weird because they all post at the same time, the exact same thing. Probably. And, it probably was. But then I was like, Loomcube must be must must care about this, but no. no. <laughs> so so maybe maybe it was fair and square, but anyway, but I did get a lot of support though. So thanks to everyone who voted for me. So yeah, you you won the the capture for cubes. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I was I mean I I really did it was the first time I ever I like made a request to like support like a, a contest like that. I did it like on all my pages. I was like you know, if you don't mind, go go vote if you like my photo. And I won. It was like for a, a SH Figure Arts Thanos shot that I did. Nice. And it was actually Scott Blinds. I had borrowed his Thanos. And uh, I loved that photo. And they, I won it. And I was like, that was my my, it's my own one and only Loom Cube that I own. So I need to invest in more. But yeah, it, it was the 1.0 actually. It's not the new, the newer 2.0 version. Okay. But it's a, it's a great light, man. It's, it's really good. Um, I reached out to, uh, reached out to them and and they were like because they give you like a uh a light and then an accessory too so like i was like can i get like the the little snoot uh, and the barn doors oh, yeah. like that's uh, so i got the snoot in the barn doors too so, so that's cool yeah it's it's really nice because it's magnetic and they just clip on and it's waterproof right. so if you want to like I need to do some water shots but if you want to throw it underneath some water it's like completely waterproof water sealed yeah. But yeah, I love them, Cube. Uh, I'd have to check them out, um, but that's it. Right now, I wanted to just get more power. Eventually, I might make the switch. I don't know. I know that the battery life for my Lytras is something that I'm a little disappointed in, to be mm -hmm. honest. At full power, they last, you know, roughly 40 minutes tops. That's that's uh, about as much as Lim Cube does too. About an hour. Okay. Uh, so that's it. But for shooting outside, I kind of get that that's okay. But for shooting inside. It becomes a rush, man. And plus, I don't have a backup battery, so. Does Leitra so, have an app with your phone to be able to use? No, that's the other downside. That's the nice thing about LumCube is you have an app that yeah. you can connect via Bluetooth and you can edit the lights. So that way, whenever you're not like, whenever you're not using or taking shots, you can turn them off like independently yeah. with your phone, which is amazing. That's cool because you know every time, every time I have to shut them off, let's say, I, uh, you know, something fell or I have to go set up again or anything like that, I have to turn them all off. And some depending on what intensity they're at, if it's at one, two, three, I have to click at how many, however, so many times. So I'm just constantly changing my lighting, which is annoying. Yeah, it's a game changer, dude. Once you get the app, you're like, I have to go all in on LumCube because the ability to use this independently wirelessly. That's the like the most fun part yeah. for me like you that's can just awesome. set it up you don't have to worry about it and yeah it's amazing but i think this would be a perfect time to take a break and we'll get right back with toy photocast with jason b michael stay right there what's up you guys thank you so much for joining the patreon and, and supporting that platform i want to leave a little snippet for everybody that's curious about 
what exactly we talked about on the nose rain plastic action deep dive conversation it was epic it was a lot of fun here's a quick little snippet kind of giving a teaser of what we talked about so if you want to support we have three separate tiers go on the show notes in our podcast and you can find out all the info for our patreon thank you guys so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode I think the thing, um, I mean, it sort of depends, right? It's like, what is your outlook? What is your intentions? Like, what are you trying to do um, with toy photography? Like, is it just something that's your hobby that, you know, you do to sort of get away from the stress of life um, and you want it to just be that? Like, you know, or maybe there are those people who would love to do this for their career or, you know, push sort of the boundaries um, as a lot of these people you know in our community sort of have been doing um so if it is the intention of making this your career and you know being sort of like you were saying like being aware of like your brand and sort of how how you can be more appealing to brands or working with um other companies yeah i mean i think there's definitely certain things that you could be doing thinking about okay well how can i like serve these people and like why why would they want me to be sort of part of their team and why would they want me to be working with them and sort of you you kind of have like a different mindset when you're thinking that way as opposed to just like posting just for the community and stuff like that you know some people just do it because it's kind of a creative outlet for them and they don't have any desire but if you are looking to expand your brand basically and to get more exposure you have to be open to connecting with people and uh, whether it's online or for me it's just the best thing has been connecting with people face to face because they get to know who you are and get to kind of feel your energy being on all these different sort of platforms whether it's twitter facebook youtube whatever it is there's always an audience and there's always a different type of audience on those platforms right and so when you're when you're on there and you're trying to you're essentially posting out to people who aren't already following you on Instagram, you know, show your work to all these people who don't know a thing about toy photography, you know, never ever heard of it, but in a, in a way the, the way that you've you know sort of constructed the image and your whole plastic baller series, it it captivates a different audience, and that's why you know that's the other thing. If if we want to go into gaining followers and something like that, right? It's it's ultimately, you know, you can, we all start in the toy photography community and the toy community in general. And we've organically grown just, just by connecting and, you know, DMing and commenting on each other's photos and using the sessions um, to also do, do that. But if you're, if you're trying to like grow your following, it's, you're able to do that if you can reach audiences outside of toy photography. So that is the sneak peek of the deep dive with Plastic Action Nose Rain. It was so much fun. I had a blast and I love listening to it. So I wanted to give a shout out quickly to our hardcore listeners, Stephanie Beyer and Jordan Dodrill on the Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting us. Can't wait to see all the new things we're going to have for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to get some content to you that is exclusive and be able to 
add a lot of value to your membership. I really appreciate it. Yeah, if you want to go check out the Patreon, the link is in the show notes, guys. So check it out and we'll get right back to our interview with Jason B. Michael. Stay right there. You were talking with Jax, who I haven't had the chance of talking to yet. I haven't badgered him yet. We'll see how that goes. You should, man. He's awesome. He's really easy to talk to. Uh, I know. It's just, you know, I'm like, "Eh, I'll wait. (laughs) But um, you guys are talking about something that I had never heard the term, but I understood understood immediately what you guys are talking about. And you guys mentioned flow state. Yes. And I think that that, I was like, finally, I have a term that I can use uh, to describe how I feel when when I'm in a process of doing something. Um, Like you were saying that you work on your dioramas full time. And then you can, you know, podcast about it and you also take your photos. And so that to me is like an ideal flow state. You you Mm. kind of are in the same mindset that even when you go to bed at night or if you're at a family gathering or something like that, you just put it slightly on idle, but the switch is still on, right? Yeah. Whereas the reason I think that I can't get into diorama making is because as I get older, I find it more and more difficult to stay in a flow state. It's like I have multiple switches that I have to deal with, you know? So let's say like work switch, you know, I teach it what I think the equivalent in in the United States is called junior college. Um, And so then I have to switch that on, make sure that all my material is ready for classes, respond to the students, go to meetings and all that stuff. And I can't still have the toys on in the background. Otherwise I start being really terrible at my job. So then I have to switch that off. Then I get home, you know, so then it's homework with the kids, spending time with the family and all that stuff. And if I start thinking about the toys, then like, hey, dad, you're not really listening to me. And I don't want my daughters to grow up to be strippers and stuff like that. So, you know, I got to pay attention to them a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, the same thing with with, you know, and it's not it's not that these things are in the way. It's just more a question of like once I get down into trying to create a shot by the time I get into the state that I need to be to make this really good and worth my while, it can take hours, if not days. And so it becomes more and more difficult to just play with those switches. Mm. Right. So if I add dioramas to that, oh man, I have no idea how I'd cope. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I didn't, I've never really thought about it that way. And, uh, when you look at the, the, male brain versus the female brain it is scientifically proven that uh generally speaking like males brains are kind of like you could picture it like a waffle everybody has and like not everybody not every man has a a man a male brain because some men have actual uh female brains but mine is very much a a waffle brain so like when you picture a waffle everything's in its place right everything is in a specific area and the areas don't touch. Like for instance, like you have like your work space and then you have like your creative space and then you have like your um, uh, analytical space, whatever it may be. And once you're in those modes, like you can just focus and hone in and just like work on that stuff. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you got to switch on the daddy mode or you got to switch on the teacher mode. And once you're in that space, like you can't marry the two because if you do, you're going to be just, garbage you're gonna be worthless and that is once you understand how the human brain works and you can be okay with it i think you'll like you'll 
progress in your in that space even more because like i i have a hard time turning off the toy space like i like because i'm always doing it like i have a hard time turning that off and then like focusing on okay it's husband space now (laughs) i gotta like work on being a better husband or working on being so like mine is like the opposite like i have like i focus on it so much where i have to like learn how to uh get out of that you're, you're describing exactly how i feel yeah you understand my my flow state is always the toys always yeah. the thing is is that i have to turn it off and that becomes difficult <laughs> it, it is you know it so is. you're describing a waffle yeah i picture that thing the thing is is that my waffle is covered in syrup and that syrup is the toys that i want to play with <laughs> and i can't identify where or where not the compartments are now <laughs> yeah it, it's hard and uh it's 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 possible though to be able to to get there it's like the human mind is limitless, man. Once you realize it's just a muscle and you can exercise that muscle and get it stronger. Um, but female brains going back to that, like that analogy, like, uh, are typically kind of like, uh, they resemble like spaghetti it's like everything touches, everything's in everywhere. So that's why like, you can have a conversation like my, this is not being disparaging against women at all. Like this is just how like science kind of like describes the brains. And so everything is everywhere. Like when you have a conversation, my wife and I can talk and she could be talking about uh, something like non-related to this, like, and it'll just come up. It's like, she's talking about food and all of a sudden she's talking about three years ago, someone said something to her that really made her upset. And I'm like, where did that come from? Because everything touches, like everything, every single thing touches. And so she has very much a female brain. I have very much a male brain. It's the opposite in my household. Oh really? I have a spaghetti waffle brain with syrup, and my girlfriend is, uh, you know, is is the waffle brain. Everything really? Oh yeah, everything is compartmentalized for her. Everything's wow. clear. And then at one point she'll be like, "Why aren't you still on topic?" You know, like, oh, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it 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 is like not everybody's the same. Everybody has like different amounts of each, and so it, there's. Once I understood that, like I stopped asking the question, where did that come from? Because I know where it came from. Everything's related. Everything touches and everything has meaning. You know what I mean? So that's interesting that yours is the opposite of you. I'm just glad it worked out that way because at least one of us is organized. (laughs) Yeah, it's it can be frustrating if if both partners are not organized or one is one is. extremely organized and one's extremely messy it's like you have to there has to be a give and take a little bit oh there is man uh, like I, i'm i'm more of the neat freak i'm the guy who cl- cl- cleans up i have to have my things that being said my toys are always a mess but like the rest of the place is always spick and span and like my kids and my wife is just like nah but when it comes to bills and making sure that everything's fine, like she's on top of everything. <laughs> She'll be like, all right, cool. You can't spend on this this month. You can have this. This is like, it's like I have an allowance, which is kind of cool. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I I am the, I'm the type that like my creative outlets come first. So like rather than uh, working on like, and that's that's something I've had to work on myself is like I have to work on like the the if I want to make this sustainable, I have to think about like not going out and getting every pre-order. It's like I got to work on. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like because my creative outlets have always come first, like ever since I was a little kid, like that was always that's my really cool. 
I would go I would go without food and get a figure. You know what I mean? Like that I know what that is. <laughs> or get a video game or this is my creative outlets always came first. And so having to manage that and like change my paradigm about like life is like my okay, if I look at it from the perspective of I want to prolong my creative outlet, I have to think outside the box than I normally would. But cool. But your work is good though. I mean when I look, when I saw that uh, that diorama that you were uh, having the giveaway for, um, you know the Tatooine door and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, this guy's work is fabulous. So yeah, ha- ha- you know, I can't take all the credit, man. That that actually that prototype design, uh, uh, right. figure works. He designs that stuff, and so I'm just the one that's putting it together. Like he's yeah, but, got the, that creative mind. No, that's cool. I mean, he, he's really good. You know, designing the 3D models and stuff like that. What I'm saying is that the way that you put the texture on the walls, uh, weather it down, it just looks so good. You know what I mean? Thank it's you, one man. of those things where I was like, ah, I have to shoot that. That's why I reached out to you to see how much it cost. But then, you know, I was like, oh, I have too many pre-orders now. I can't order one of those things. <laughs> and plus, it would insult my buddy. It's like, hey, I can make those things. And I was like, all right, cool. Chill. We'll, t- we'll talk. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to, like, enter the space of, like, helping creators and 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 producing things for people to make like like i want to do like a master class eventually like teach people how to do this they can't afford it or like don't want to don't want to buy that specific diorama like i want to be able to teach people this stuff so that way they can create it themselves or et cetera et cetera like that's kind of my goal is to kind of like get my uh my process out there because i don't want to just like be the only person that can do that like because everybody should be able to do it but why not um, Makes you special, man. It's your thing. It's your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I love sand. Uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I hate the beach. I really do. I don't understand I the beach. You're 100% right with that. I don't get the beach. What's the deal? Why do people like going to the beach? I go to take pictures now. That's like, the way I've they never... dragged me down there. It's like, hey, can we go to the beach today? As long as I can bring my camera and some sand people, I'm fine. I mean that yeah that would be cool but like the whole like mystery and and romanticism about the beach like i don't get it like i would much rather be in a mountainside like or like hiking or something in a forest but so who was it the late bill hicks once described it he says i don't get the beach it's where dirt meets water i have an imagination and a bathtub i'm staying inside this summer It's such a good joke. It stuck with me. I was like, yeah, it's 100% accurate there, Bill. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I get like like the whole earthing thing. Like, are you familiar with earthing and like how you're like you uh, – this is another scientific thing that I always thought was hocus pocus, but it's actually mm-hmm. tried and true. But like whenever your feet don't touch the actual ground for like – like for instance, people that live in apartments like I do, like – and we don't – like our f- actual feet like don't touch the ground and connect to the earth like there's a there's some sort of like electron like energy dispersion that like happens whenever you're it's almost like you're being grounded like an electrical component like your body has an electrical field right and so when right. you connect to the ground you're you're kind of getting rid of that energy that's like excess energy and so a lot of people like find it very relaxing and soothing to go out to the beach and i get that point of it but like for me, it's like, I'm not like, 
I know this sounds crazy, but I'm just not a like a people person. Like big crowds, like do not excite me. Like that yeah, is just not my I thing. Like I like being alone. I like yeah. being like the hermit, like off, like doing his own thing. Yep. But I I understand the people that are that way. Why it's so in- enjoyable? Because my wife's that way. She loves the beach, man. If she could live on the beach, she would live on the beach. But yeah, everybody's different. I purposefully avoid Christmas parties at work because I, my excuse is I see you guys every day. Why would I want to party here? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to see you guys drunk. Then I have other ideas and I'm, it's always one of those things where you're like, Oh, you're that type of person. I didn't want to know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like, going into that kind of like understanding about things like I'm one of those people that can go long periods of time without talking to someone and pick back up like we never had any oh yeah are you that type of person too oh yeah because like I can get so focused on something and forget about like social interaction like Mm -hmm. that I like if I don't make it a point to socially interact with people like I can just literally have no human contact for a long time and then like months years later like i just recently talked to one of my my friends from high school and like he, he he's very much into social interaction that's his thing and like i was like he was like bringing up all these things i was like have we not talked in like eight years and he's like dude it's been longer than that i was like i felt like we just talked like, <laughs> like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like it it's all relative for me but yeah ah, my best friend lives in france and I have another one of my good buddies who lives in Ireland and another one lives in Montreal. So those are the three people that will pick up where we left off. It's like an ongoing conversation. Yeah, that's why you know? I do it. Yeah. Whereas some people, you sit down and I'm like, okay, so what, what do we, yes, anything new? And then, and at one point, you realize I got nothing to say to this person. He's a good yeah. friend, but I just got nothing to say. I think the people that like I connect with more are the the more intellectual type. They're like, and I I say this like in all respect, like because I don't have a need to be social. Like when I feel like someone has that need to be social, I feel like they're going to be disappointed because I don't have that same need that they do. Like, because they ex- have an expectation of you to interact and I don't have that expectation of them. Like, I don't expect, I mean, I don't expect anybody to like message me or interact with me. It's nice. I enjoy it. I'm grateful, but I don't have that expectation. Um, and I think when like people that try to understand uh, people like you and me, it's like, we don't have that expectation of, of interaction. It's like, it's not going to like make or break me if I don't talk to someone. Like I, I don't have that need. And so when I, especially when I have friends that have that need, it's like, I feel like I'm going to disappointment, disappoint them in a way. So I try my best to like be, I guess, distant. So like, I don't disappoint them. So they understand like how he is like one of those people. So I don't know. It, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to discuss, but. I wasn't expecting to go into this, but what do you no, think about it's that? all right, man. You, you and Jax went into some territory that I was like, oh, okay. You guys are going to be talking about <laughs> self-betterment and all that stuff, and that's interesting. But at the same time, we could get back to toys. I'm 100% on board with that. <laughs> okay. Sorry, man. No, don't apologize. This is really good stuff. 
I just don't know if, if uh, people at one point were like, what are these two crazy people talking about? <laughs> it's like, no, they're talking about being alone and yet they're together talking to us about being alone. <laughs> and so it's That's, those... Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's another part, another <laughs> weird thing to think about. And I, and I was like, it, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. I'll, I'll you know, I'm going to listen to this episode again eventually to see like just how much of an idiot I sounded like. And at no, the same dude. time, then I'll be like, oh, I hope people don't think that we're just these these two like very strange individuals that happen to meet on some certain circumstance where we're like we're comfortable <laughs> being alone, which is why we play with toys. There's no interaction. We get to do what we want to them, and they're okay with it. <laughs> That is true. I mean, if you look at it that way, that is that, <laughs> that is, is true. Like, yeah, I have toys because my, they listen. My kids don't. That's why <laughs> <laughs> they obey. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a weird power trip. <laughs> yeah, it it could. If you look at it from that way, yeah. I mean, it could be people think like, oh, they they don't want to interact because they want everybody to do what they say. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Vader the plot the thickens. Yeah, Vader rules a galaxy and I rule Vader. Tara, take that. <laughs> oh, wow. Inception. That's like another layer, a layer behind the layer. <laughs> well, dude, do you have any of those moments? We kind of talked a little bit about it, but do you have any of those moments that are like pinchy moments in your first year of doing this thing? So many. Uh, it's actually kind of nuts. Um, let's see, what are the biggest ones? Um... Uh, Mitchell Wu, who's probably my biggest inspiration. I love his work. Nice. He liked uh, one of my photos. And it was one of the most random photos I've ever done. I want, I want to branch out sometimes and do different types of photos, not just action. or like I want to take things and put them in different contexts. And I was just kind of in that mindset. And my buddy had lent me his Pennywise uh, NECA figure. And I thought it would be interesting to play on that uh, the sewer that he's in, mm -hmm. but I put it in. I put him in the bottom of my espresso machine, where I filled it up a little bit with water in the bottom, and I had him holding up the gate and presenting the boat, and I just used a little bit of um, you know keyboard cleaner, the can, flipped it upside down to create sort of a mist coming out of the water, mm. and I shot that you know, from the front. So you have just this very sinister coffee machine with Pennywise kind of just staring out at you. And Mitchell Wu saw it and he gave it a like. And I was like, oh man. So I kind of shared that to my stories and I tagged him. And then he reached out to me uh, and we, we talked just a little bit. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is a little surreal right now. I'm talking <laughs> to Mitchell Wu, a very well-respected guy, brilliant photographer, I love all of his BTS. I read everything that he posts. Um, and, you know, a lot of the the, the effects that I, I try to do I, I all come pretty much from, from trying to emulate his effects, not necessarily his photos because his style is very distinctive. Uh, I did do a few, like, uh, as, as a tribute to him. But that nice. shot somehow got his attention. And we got talking about uh, style. You know, he told me to find my own style, you know, in order to kind of just break out. And I was like, yeah, thank, thanks, Mitchell. That's very cool of you to say, but it's also really hard to, to do, you know, coming up with a style that you can't just do that. It comes with years and years and years. And so, I mean, I think that, 
you know, his advice was really great. You know, he said he, he loved what I had done. He was impressed by how fast I kind of got into, you know, certain types of uh, photos and he, he encouraged me to continue and all that. And so that was really fun to be able to chat with him. Um, another big one, and this happened twice was, uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, the film director. Um, I had shot, um, Ophelia from Pan's Labyrinth and I'd posted it on uh, Twitter and, uh, he retweeted it and that got like, what? yeah, yeah, man. It got a lot of traction. I think it's still my pinned tweet and it's got over a thousand likes, you know, maybe a couple hundred retweets that gave me a lot, like a lot of of the followers that I got were from that. Um, and that happened again when I did the, um, the, uh, merman shots that he had, you know, the, um, the guy from the shape of water, the amphibian man, I, uh, I did those shots and I posted two of them on Twitter and del Toro saw those and he retweeted those as well, gave them a like. And so that was super fun to be able to kind of take, um, cause I love his work and to kind of get that, that just tip of the hat from him was very fun. Uh, I was very grateful for that. A lot of good comments and like some people like, I can't believe this is a, this is a toy. And so, yeah, I posted the BTS so that people could see how I did it. Uh, Atmosphere aerosol picked that up as well. So that was fun to get that feature because they were like, look, look at how simple it is. You know, just, you know, black background lighting from the top to create the water. Just use the atmosphere aerosol. And people were like, oh, this is really simple, but fun. So that was those were two really good ones. Uh, and obviously, like just just the general um, positivity that has come from a lot of the people that I've interacted with. I remember like talking from with Nick from Inspired from Andre. Uh, he tried to get. I'm not I'm not big on like followers and things like that. I never like uh, sometimes one of my buddies is like, hey, did you notice that you hit this milestone? I was like, no, I hadn't noticed at all, which is kind of fun. But I have other people in the community pointing it out to me. <laughs> Which and Nick was one of them. He was like, "Hey man, let's get you to a thousand followers." And I was like, "I last time I checked, I was at like two hundred. And he says, "No nah, man, you're like you're like two or three away from a thousand. I was like, "What?" And so I went <laughs> to check, and I was like, "That's awesome. That's really cool." And there was another push for it. Uh, I don't remember who. I think it was uh, Yan over at Troopery, uh, who's another guy that I chat with quite a bit. I love his photography. A really great guy, and um, he helped me get to two thousand, which was really cool too. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of those guys, Sir Dork, uh, I talk with, you know, regularly, poor guy. He's always being like, you know, getting DMS and stuff like that from a bunch of people, <laughs> but he, he tries to take, um, you know, the, uh, time out of his day to respond to everybody. He's been super nice with me. And, you know, we talked about, I, I hit him up, you know, when I was just starting out to, uh, know what kind of wire he'd used, uh, for his, to, to get the, 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 the action figures to stand, you know, cause I had no idea people were actually using wires. I didn't know what the clone stamp was to take it out or the healing tool in, in Photoshop. I had none of, none of those ideas. I, 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 I'm very basic knowledge of, you know, editing software. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, you know, um, um, everything Kylo, Jesse was really kind to me as well. He sent me some Christmas cards. That was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Um, Jason Young also work more or less. Uh, he, you know, we talk sometimes he helped me out make, uh, um, you know, with lighting, um, not necessarily techniques, but, uh, you know, just like I, I hit him up. I was like, Hey, what kind of light should I get? And we, we talked about that. He liked my stuff. Paul over at Red Dog Five also, you know, so you know, getting these follows was was one of those things that I was like, oh, this is, 
a bit it's surreal to me because I'm, you know, I look at my work and I, I'm like, okay, it's not bad. I'm having fun with it. But when you start getting noticed by by some of the bigger guys, you know, even Richie, you know, when he gave me a follow, I think it was a couple of months ago, I was like, whoa, what? I didn't even know, like, I was, you know, you know, what what picture did did you what what in this shot did you like? You know, that's the kind of thing that I'd I'd like to to know. Jax also when he gave me a follow, it was a pinch me moment. Um, also, I think the biggest one was. Um, one of the biggest ones was I did a Comic-Con here in Quebec City um, where I wanted to go and kind of just show my work and maybe perhaps sell some prints. And on the first day, I sold out almost of, of my work. Uh, and I, Yeah, man. It was really cool. Like, I became kind of a focus. They put me at a really nice table. I was right next to, like, all the Star Wars stuff. And then people were dropping by the table, and they thought I was selling movie prints. But I had brought what? the action figures. I had brought a a, uh, a diorama with the Ninja Turtles, the one with the lightsaber, and they were. I put a picture of the turtles right next to the diorama, which I had set up exactly the way it was in the shot. But then I had to spend the entire day explaining to people that th- these are pictures of action figures, and then you could see like their mind just kind of warp for half a second, where they were like, <laughs> "What? What are you saying?" I was like, "These shots are all toys." And they're like, whoa. And once that happened, they were like, are you selling any of these things? This is awesome. And so it was kind of fun to, to, to be there all day uh, to talk to people. And, they, you know, people would actually come by. Some people asked me to sign their stuff, like, you know, put my, my little autograph or a signature on the bottom just to make sure that they knew that they had a print that was mine and all that. So that was fun. I happened to meet Billy D. Williams that weekend. What? Uh, so that was cool. He signed one of my Lando figures, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is can't get better." Uh, I was in the like a small local paper here, which was kind of fun. And then the guy who organizes the comic cons for Quebec, Montreal, Laval, and I think there's one out in Winnipeg now as well, uh, came to see me and asked me if I wanted to do a conference at the comic con in Montreal in July of this year. And I was like, dude, I'm just starting out. I have no idea what I would say to those things. And he says, listen, it's free publicity for you. We really like what you did. You're a positive guy. You've been smiling all day as well. I think it would be really fun to have a a completely different type of artist come show his work. And so I was like, well, listen, man, I'm a little shy. Thanks so much. I'm flattered, but I don't know if I'll do it. And I haven't answered him yet. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Wow. Do it, man. You should do it. Yeah, I know. That's I after listening to you guys, you know, Jackson, you talk about like opportunities and things like that. I was like, ah, should I switch this off or listen to them? I have no idea. (laughs) Just do it. You regret regret it, man. Just do it. I might. I might hit him up. Uh, A lot of people say you you teach for a living. You're standing in front of people uh, every day. What's the big deal? I was well. This I have classes of thirty thirty five individuals, which is relatively small compared to. Now this is the Montreal Comic Con, so we're talking about you know an average attendance of roughly fifty five, sixty, sixty five thousand people. And so I mean, talking in front of probably going to be at least a couple hundred. uh, You know, but yeah, maybe. It could be fun, you know, but I know that it's because I'm a little shy. I know that it's because, you know, when I do these things, I always feel like I have this imposter syndrome 
where I'm like, mm. oh, I don't know everything about camera settings. I'm not a real photographer. I go basically on instinct, you know, and so what do I say? <laughs> That's so, yeah. exactly what you say. Just tell, just be honest. Honesty is the best policy. And I think them seeing your transparency would be amazing because even people that have like more knowledge in you, sometimes they're, they have that, uh, maybe that lack of inspiration and you're, you're not letting the, the lack of knowledge, uh, help like hinder you in any way. So I think that would be really inspiring, honestly. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've been talking to a few people about it. I talked to a friend of mine out in British Columbia, Optimus Crime, uh, Chris is, we always interact is super fun. I, I don't know if I talked to Scott about it. Uh, we did talk a little bit. We talk regularly as well. Same thing with like, um, Roddy 81, Tim, really really great guys and so yeah i i know that the the woman who organizes who kind of sets the people up she's been asking me she's like hi so have you come to a decision would you like to come over i was like yeah i'm still thinking about it and she recently bought a print of mine which i was like thank you so much that's awesome she says all right well you should you should come you should come to montreal in july it's <laughs> like okay that's so cool man so yeah i'm still i'm still on the fence but it's i know that it's just because i feel like a fraud most of the time and that's something i'm working on slowly but yeah just own it dude just own it all right so for people out there that want to start doing toy photography what would be your your tips to them and now having done this a year what would you kind of like give some inspiration for them oh boy see this is the question i didn't prepare for because i have no idea to be honest um, to, as I, I've never, I think that a lot of people say, just do it. And I think that what I've managed to do in the last year is find a loophole that allows me to hold on to a modicum of my youth. Hmm. And I think that that's the fun part is that it's just mine. And a lot of times you kind of, when, when life gets in the way and you're trying to do things and all that stuff, you tend to forget about yourself in those things. Mm -hmm. This is a way to spend time with me, you know, and it's just so fun because I get to learn about photography. I get to play with toys, but at the same time, it's art. <laughs> so I've made peace with that as well, you know, being somewhat of an artist, you know, not even somewhat, you know, my, my girlfriend says to me, she says, no, no, man this is art. And I was like, okay, cool. Artist. That's the way it used to be a dirty word, but you know, this loophole, <laughs> this fun loophole that, that, that we've managed to find, I'm so happy. And I think that if I was going to tell someone, if they're relatively just interested in, in photography or toys or something like that, it's not even just do it. I said, you're missing out uh, of actually really creating something that's your own. You know, and so if I could tell anybody to, to, to do that, you know, this is going to be a great time to spend time with yourself. It's very therapeutic. It's very fun. Um, and yeah, I think that's basically what I could say. That's amazing, man. Has it has it built your self-confidence at all? Do you feel like it's made you more? Uh, has it has it built you up in any way, like to make you feel more confident about you as a person, you think? Um, I think that. The community itself has helped me uh, with with that aspect. Yes, it's still one of those things that a lot of people are like, "What?" You know, they don't they don't quite understand it. So you you seem like a weirdo. Like uh, yeah. I'll take my 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 wife's family for example. Um, 
when they were like, what's, what the hell is he doing in the driveway? And I was, well, he's taking a picture of <laughs> Captain America throwing his shield at crossbones in the face. And I was like, oh, and he's using what to spray what? And it's funny because they, they come from a, a in, like art wasn't encouraged at all in, in my wife's family. Whereas in mine, like my teachers used to tell my mother, like, tell him to stay in the arts, tell him to stay in the arts. He's not going to become a scientist. And so that's always been okay at my place. My mom used to draw. She paints and she's really good at it. My father was into martial arts. He's a guy that can take a, a part, a, 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 a motorcycle, like it's Lego blocks and then just build it back from scratch. So they all have that, that type of process, um, you know, that flow state that you guys were talking about. My, my parents have it. Um, and so when I'm talking with my, my wife's family, they like I remember her mother telling her, she's like, "Well, that's really nice. We just enjoy things that are a little more concrete." <laughs> I was like, "What hmm. does that even mean? What, what does it? that mean?" Exactly, it was like because like they they he's a uh, my, my my girlfriend's uh, stepfather is a is a um, a fisherman, you know. So he goes out and he does the fishing thing, and he's also a roofer. Uh, same thing for her brother; he's a roofer. And then my girlfriend's father uh, is a is a guy who works in finance. So these are concrete things. They're things that are tangible to them. So anything yeah. that's artistic, they're like, it's just a picture of things. And you're like, yeah, you're supposed to sit down, maybe contemplate, make you think about things a little bit, or is it nice? Yeah, it's fun. And then they move on. You know. <laughs> so it's always been a very strange thing. So self confidence wise, I think that now I've come to terms with the fact that this is something I really really like doing. And, um, yeah, I think slowly, but surely it's, 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 it's there, but there's always a little something. There's always a little something that niggles in the back where you're like, I just wish I was a little bit more self-confident when it comes to those things. Yeah, me too, man. I, everybody has those moments where it's like, you want to just not share what you do as a, as a hobby or as like a passion. And I think as, this hobby gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It already is massive, but I, I think as it becomes more quote unquote mainstream, um, it, it won't have that like stigma of like, uh, this is something I do like, because I mean, nerd culture and comic culture is mainstream. Like, yeah. And it's weird to think that toy photography isn't mainstream too, because people like will kill for a role in a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, 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 actors would literally like just absolutely do anything they could. And so to think that something like this, which is just can be just as artistic as making a movie, um, isn't as mainstream is kind of like mind boggling in a way. If you think about it, like third person. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, like it is, it is not tangible in a sense where like you are creating uh, art, which to someone who doesn't understand it, like it's not valuable because it's, it's not something they do every day. But for us that do this every day and that are part of this, like it's so valuable. Like I, I have so many reasons like to do this. And I think once you find the reason, find the why. Mm. And then, like you said, like you have that, like that tie to your childhood. It helps, it helps you kind of like focus on yourself. And sometimes as adults, we can, and kind of lose our identity and uh oh yeah. yeah that's that's a really good point man absolutely i agree with that 
you either become a dad or a mom and you kind of forget that there's a you somewhere in there. Yeah. I, I, that That's basically what I was trying to say a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Dude, I think we should just leave it at that because that's that's a perfect place to end it. So where can everybody connect with you on social media? Oh, they can you can follow me at Jason B. Michael, a uh, very unoriginal uh, uh, handle on Instagram. I also have a Twitter, but I mostly go there for news. I occasionally post something and I don't have a Facebook page yet. I'm working on it now, but I get lazy sometimes when it comes to those things. I figure that Instagram is just fine enough and easy to handle. So you can hit me up there. Uh, send me a DM if you guys need to talk. I've been getting a lot of those recently, which is kind of fun, you know, to be able to exchange with people and all that. And uh, yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. You can find me always at Dagobah underscore days. You can find Toy Photocast on Instagram at Toy Photocast. You can find our feature pages at 1.12.collective and Star Wars Toy Picks on Instagram. So remember, everybody, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story, have some fun, shoot some toys, and be like Jason, man. Just enjoy it and see where this can take you. So till next time, peace. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Toy Photocast. If you're enjoying this content and if this is adding value to you, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want to hear. And that's going to help us shape the future of these episodes as we grow deeper into toy photography and the incredible community that surrounds it. Thank you guys again and have a great day. Peace.